0: Yo, yo, what's up everybody? It's uh, Trent McClellan and you're listening to the Generators Podcast. How's it going? You having a good week? I hope you're having a good week. I already went up there on the end, huh? High pitched here. Maybe because I got a musician as a guest this week, huh? I try to change it up a little bit, put a little bit of musicality into the introduction. Anyway, hope things are well with you and that... um, Uh, You're having a great week wherever you are. We're into February, all right, people? We're getting through this, okay? Springs around the corner. This can't last forever. Don't think it's going to. And if you're listening to this right now while your back is aching, because you're tired of shoveling and pushing a 500-pound snowblower around, I'm telling you, this is going to end at some point, okay? You're going to be sunning yourself, sitting on a patio, drinking some beers or grilling some fine burgers or steaks that sun's beating down you're gonna go oh, God, it's too hot it's too hot I gotta, I gotta get inside this is unbearable it's gotta be it must be 37 degrees that's such a canadian thing to do by the way Is just marvel at how hot it is and then tell people how hot it is on your patio that's what people try and do that's the one-upmanship we do here in canada either too hot or too cold and we like to share it and t- try and try and top other people oh yeah what was it minus 35 oh yeah well when I lived up in Edmonton one day minus 104 yeah 104 yeah thermometers stopped working okay birds frozen mid-air in mid-flight all right that's a game uh, it's called the Canada weather game you should uh, I'm sure you've played it enjoy Uh, Things are good with me I'm recording this intro on Sunday And um, I uh, did a guest spot last night Working on some new stuff And it's worked It worked really, really well Excited about it And uh, only a handful of shows left For 22 minutes We wrap up February 28th All done This season has flown by so quickly But uh, hey man I don't know I guess when you're busy That's what happens Time, she flies And then I start the tour March 6th, St. John, New Brunswick Pick up your tickets if you haven't Thanks to everybody who has And uh, all the dates are at transcomedy.com So please uh, slide on in there And see if you can get yourself to a show I would really love to see you I would really appreciate it Um, So that's what's new with me So let me set up this week's episode So today my guest is um, One of the nicest guys I've ever met To be honest Uh, He's an incredible musician Um fantastic voice, incredible guitar player. His name is Corey Tetford. And uh, Corey's been in music since he was a young kid. Um, And uh, and we'll get into that in this episode. And uh, what I really love about doing this podcast, and it was my goal when I first started, was I just wanted to talk to people. And and have genuine conversations nothing contrived nothing you know preset <clears throat> just let people speak honestly about themselves and their lives and how they they view the world and I think this episode is one of the best examples of that and uh it's the very reason why I started the podcast so I was just uh blown away with uh Corey's sincerity and his honesty and um And this is a deep one. We go we go deep in this one. So, if you're into um, talks and stuff about life and creativity, uh, this uh, part one is for you. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy part one of my conversation with Mr. Corey Tetford. Uh, first of all Thanks for doing this man My pleasure man Thanks for asking me I wanted, you to ha- I wanted to have you on For a while I usually have comedians on And I was like But I've had a few musicians Like Alan's been on obviously And uh, Danny Graves From The washman has been on Oh yeah Yeah Which was awesome And uh, yeah I just love talking about process And people's like You know Just How they started Where were you born by the way I was born in Grand Falls Windsor Were you really well, It was only called Grand Falls At the time was Dude <laughs> I made a mistake Because I got a show Coming up there And I put out a ad on social. It was like, can't wait to come to Grand Falls. And a few
1: people checked me Lamb on that. Basted, yeah. <laughs> they, oh, they were don't like, don't forget it. Windsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the hyphen. Like <laughs> yeah, Grand Falls, Windsor, but Grand Falls at the time. Uh, didn't live there, so born there. First mm-hmm. six months of my life was in a little tiny place called uh, Lawrenceton, which is out by Lewisport. Okay. And uh, that's where my mom and dad were born and raised. Then my dad who is a retired Pentecostal preacher. Uh, he got his first church in Bridgeport, down by Tolling Gate. Really? till I was four. Then where'd I move? Carboneer. Right on. From four till seven. And then um, then Windsor. Back to Windsor. Back to Windsor? Yeah. It was only Windsor at the time. It was not Grand Windsor. Okay, so she's doing her across own the thing. Track. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doing her own thing. <laughs> across the track, and, yeah. And... Um, Lived there for a year and then I, I moved to a little place called Brown's Arm outside of Lewisport until I was 15. Wow, okay. So I'm thinking small community, right? A little tiny places. So 701 people. And w- one. Not <laughs> joking, man. It's 701. <laughs> and when, one. And when, I, and when I was living there, I swear to God. Yeah, 701. Corey's gone, boss. All right, but she's back then to the yeah, 700. That's right. She's
0: yeah. gone. To, he's back? No, he's only went to, okay. he's yeah. just went to town for the weekend. <laughs> that's right. We're back
1: 701. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, it was a fun place to live, though. Yeah. And 15, then I moved to a little place, another little place called Triton. 1,280 people, I do believe. 76. 1,276, I think it was, when I was living there. Wow. Wow. So, so were these places. moves associated with like uh, church, church, yeah, whatever church. church that he went, boom, there we
0: going?:, It's funny. Hey, people don't talk about that a lot. You know, people talk about, you know, RCMP yeah. and, uh, people in different sales jobs and stuff, but it's like, you don't ever think about that other side of like family life for people who are in, the, in a church life. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of, okay, well, we don't live here anymore. We now live in this town and everyone up and leaves.
1: Yeah. You learn how to make friends real quick. You have to, yeah. Most of the moves, uh, I was. I had I'm um, the baby, baby of three boys, so I had two older brothers. So at least you had, you know, your brothers playing right. it with for a bit. But um, the last move when I was fifteen, solo. <sighs> so that was and fifteen. Yeah. Is, uh, tricky you know to going into grade 10 yeah groups have already been formed correct you're coming in from the outside correct who's the new guy who's buddy yeah, he's yeah. From a town of
0: 701 apparently yeah yeah, yeah.
1: he's from a town of <laughs> 700 apparently now yeah he's 700 now and so it, it was tricky but um i'm grateful for my upbringing for the most part um you know there was uh, being the son of a preacher it lends itself to. Um, <laughs> uh, you can either conform, or question, and I'm a bit of a thinker, and I tend to question. So, uh, my thought process on that is different now, shall we say? We can get into that if you want, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <you> want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certainly has something to do with my my creative flow. Maybe I don't know. You know? Well, I grew up like uh,
0: in Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and like mm-hmm. my grandparents raised me, mm-hmm. and. Went to a strict Catholic school. Yep. It was just this is the way the world is. This was mm-hmm. just taught to you every single day. Yep. And it wasn't so much that I pushed back on it, but I, you know, I took it as we all went to church, and here's the bulletin, and you go to communion, whatever. And then I don't know what happened. One day I just kind of in school, I always push back on things, like I not in terms of behavior, but just. You'd have to learn a certain theory in school. And I would go, but, but why, why do you have to learn that? Why? I was always that person. Yep. I never understood why that roadblock was always there. And then I later realized, I think, because that's what creative people do. They ask questions. They are just naturally curious. They don't take things at face value. And so then that started to apply to my religious beliefs. I was like, well, wait, now that part doesn't add up to right. thing about whatever. And then I just slowly. Bill Burr has a great bit about it, about how he kind of just slowly drifted away from from religion, where it kind of is it, he compares it to a curler letting a rock go, you know, where it's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. this, it just slowly. like ah. see you later, right? It's like a, it's, it's not a bit... violent thing; it's literally just a gradual yep. over time, and that's kind of how it
1: happened for me. Yeah, that describes yeah my my process with it big time.
0: Yeah, now music was music discovered mm. through the church.
1: Oh, massive! I, I was. I started performing and singing in front of people at the age of three. Amazing. So uh, my dad plays guitar and sings. Glenn, the, the oldest dude, he's 12 years older than I am, plays uh, piano and sings. Right. The middle dude, Wade, uh, plays bass and sings. And so uh, they got me singing at three. At four, they got me some spoons to play. <laughs> and then at six, they bought me my first kit of drums. So wow. we would literally travel around on the weekends The year that we moved to Windsor, Dad took a year off from actually taking a church. Okay. And we would just travel around on the weekends to different churches and sing and do the whole thing. Amazing. So it's, I mean, I've been groomed. to. I mean, I really don't know anything else.
0: Right. Who's kidding? Yeah, yeah. You were kind of born into it. Yeah. yeah,
1: This is all I've ever known.
0: That's funny, too, because when I look back at my own performance history and where I got it from, the church was also in there because I would uh, I would be asked to do readings at church all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. You couldn't mess this up. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of preparation for it. Yeah. So standing up at a young age in front of a group of adults who are like, don't and you know, God is watching and all this yeah. stuff. I was like well, that's pressure. as much pressure as, as yeah. one can have in a lifetime. So you're, you you yeah. want to go up and tell some jokes about stuff? I was like, Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, like, no shit, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy. <laughs> exactly. I am not condemned to hell afterwards, then yeah. I have no you know, I have no problem. But I think that played a big role, um, was just getting that level of, you know, comfort and all eyes on you kind of thing. And that really, 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 really helped me a lot. Um, so when did you feel like music was was it that transition to like, this is what I'm going to do for a living. Was that always in the back of your mind? Did you have regular jobs before that? Like what was your process
1: to being a professional musician? So I played more sports than I played music right? growing up. Now I always played music every Sunday, every Wednesday night, uh, you know, twice on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, it just all, it, 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 it was always there. It, it's like breathing i suppose i mean it was just something that was expected of us you yep. know, go play for your dad's church you know right I mean? um uh, but i just um as a kid i just loved sports that's all i did even and then getting into to junior high which was high school for us there was no such thing as, <laughs> that's right yeah. there's no no junior <laughs> one high. big thing uh, up until grade nine, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to save lives. Yeah, going to save some lives, make some money. <laughs> um, and then I switched uh, towns and schools in grade ten, and uh, I started having way more fun socially.
0: <laughs> yeah, marks
1: went a little. You know, went something had went to Yeah, something had Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, but I didn't really uh, I didn't get my first guitar until I was 18 my okay. first real guitar right. now I played music my whole life mostly drums as a kid Oh wow. got into a bit of piano played bass guitar for a bit but then my mom and dad for Christmas um, bought me a guitar uh, and I just fell in love literally would practice six to eight hours a day every day for like two years the first two years and started writing my own songs, and it, it all of a sudden, this massive light went bing. Yeah, okay, this is, oh, right, this is okay. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I was a shitty goalie. I <laughs> <laughs> was a long way around to say, yes. I had I five-hole
0: every time, yeah, I, yeah. I could never stop a that. gaping wound <laughs> for a five-hole, yeah. It's amazing, because when I talk to a lot of other people, I find creatives in general, Talk about that light bulb moment of yeah. uh, I compared it to the first time I ever went on stage and that everything in my life made sense in that moment. Yeah. Everything else, everything, everything that I failed at, yep. everything that, oh, that's why I hated that other job. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't work out there. I go because I hadn't found the thing I was supposed to be doing that I was kind of. It was either that little whisper inside of you that you weren't paying attention it's to still a small voice. Still a yeah, yeah. small voice. Yeah. It's not that over the head thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just kind of back there all the time. Yeah, yeah. And when you're quiet enough, you hear it, yeah. and then you go do it and your life changes. Yeah. Like, that's kinda of what the way it was for me. I walked off stage like, Oh, this oh, is what I will do with the rest <laughs> of my life. Thank you. Yeah, whatever, universe or yeah, whatever. Whatever it, was. it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Whatever word you put on, that yeah. create that creative flow, uh, or or God, whatever However, you want to be. Do I it. don't care. Yeah. You're, you know, it's, you know, uh, as we were just saying before, uh, my way is a way, not the way. It's a Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee thing. But yeah, it's so true, man. Like, for, that's, it's been my experience that however you get through this existence and try to remember who you really are, however you do that, that's awesome. Yeah. Because not everybody gets to do that. No. And it is a journey. I know this sounds so, uh, you know, well, uh, I- crazy, but, th- you know, this obviously this is why we're having this conversation. Yeah, I love know? that stuff, man. And
0: I, I've had a lot of guests on the podcast who've talked about similar things where it's like just that ability to be true to yourself and go, okay, I'm going to block out all the outside noise and expectations from family and society and whatever. And the scary thing about that is sometimes that means leaving an existing group that you're in. Maybe it's a town, a city, mm-hmm. uh, a group that you bang around with and you go, I love all you people and, I, and this has all been great, but I have to walk on my own for a period of time. And if the ironic thing about it is you're following your heart the whole time. You end up finding another group of people who are kind of like-minded and who are, who are in that community that you're heading into, whether it's music or comedy or whatever it is, but you have to leave that initial group and the, it's terrifying. The nest. The it nest. Is t-
1: in the nest, yeah, man. It's um, when I moved to St. John's in '94. I was three years old. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: playing green sleeves, and yeah. they were like, you know, what? Yeah. He's only—he's not drinking. No, he's only not, in he's here only playing, playing a few tunes.
1: Old. I mean, hes you know, leave him alone. Put <laughs> some earmuffs on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, not—not not the case. Uh, you know, when you leave the comforts of, you know, well, the nest. That's what it you know, is. People are sort of propping you up. Yeah. Then you got to jump out. Well, I hope your wings work. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too, yeah. How did he flap again? I, yeah. I don't know.
0: I figured this out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things that I think every, I really truly believe this and maybe it's an idealistic view and whatever, but I really feel like everybody has that, <clears throat> that little voice in there. Yep. But whether it's, family obligation or the story they've told themselves about why they can't follow it Mm -hmm. that's in there and maybe it's not in a world of performing creativity maybe they want to open up they've always wanted to open up a bakery and that's been their dream they've it's, it's in there but for whatever reason the economy I don't know how to do it I don't have the money Where would I do it? Like you just invent all these obstacles while you're not going to follow this thing. And meanwhile, you're working in a job that you can't stand. You hate it. It's toxic. It affects you as a person and your happiness. Mm -hmm. When if you just got quiet enough, long enough to go, I don't have all the answers figured out for this other thing, but I trust I'm going to figure it out. And like you said that my wings will
1: work. Yeah. People, a lot of people just don't have that faith in themselves. I mean, it's terrifying, dude. You know, I mean, we can obviously attest to it ourselves. Um, but really it comes down to, for me personally, it's been my experience, um, that every decision you make in life is either based on love or fear. And if you can get to a place where, you know, most of your decisions are based on love, then, you know, the, everything becomes clearer. It's true. You know, I mean, if you, if you can make a decision, let's go back to the bakery well, the economy sucks. Yeah, but what do you want to do? What, what would you love? You know, given a perfect scenario, would you love to open the bakery? Yes. All right. Make a decision based on love, not on the fear of the economy, fear of failure. Because who, you know? Yeah. Excuse my language. Who gives a shit if you fail? Doesn't you, matter. You know. I mean, the greatest lessons I've ever learned have come from, you know, obnoxious failure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you dust yourself off You look around You go, all right That sucked How come? You
0: know, Yeah, I mean? yeah That didn't work yeah. There's a great John Mayer line I heard him say once in an interview He said uh, He said Like in terms of making music He said, you know The term that didn't work is fine yeah. Saying that doesn't work Is like shouldn't be in the vocabulary It's like everything must be tried Because we don't We don't know yet And that's you know, I've made what I thought were educated choices where I considered all options and da 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 da, and then I chose and it didn't work out. Mm. I've done the same thing and it did work out. I've had other times where I didn't think about it at all. I just went, uh that thing and it worked out. I've done the same thing and it didn't work out. So at the end of the day, we don't know anyway. It, it, there's no, you'll never know if it was going to work out or not. You, you only know if you jump into it. But it's like that leap for people, and you're right, it is terrifying absolutely terrifying but I think that's one of the main reasons why people are so unhappy and people are lost is that that inability to kind of listen to whatever that is and be true to it and go I'm gonna put myself first for a change I'm gonna listen to what I want and do what I want to want
1: to do and socially I mean society tells us that success is zeros and ones it's like you know or how many you know how much money do you make yes how secure are you and personally I think that that is bullshit yeah you know, it's, it's for me. It's all about quality of life and about uh, fulfillment, contentment, mm-hmm. peace. Uh, it Doesn't mean that there's not struggles. No, nope. you know, obviously. Yeah. It's The friggin', you know, sure. we live in a universe that that we have no idea about. Who's <laughs> kidding who? We're just sort of <laughs> hanging on for dear life. You know a what I mean? Rock in the universe. Yeah, yeah not a click. You know, yeah. we're you know, so uh, to a, a life well lived in my opinion, is a life full of contentment and, an, and a remembering of who you really are, not who you think you are or who everybody else thinks you are. Yeah. But to f- it'll be a lovely day or morning, I'm hoping, when, you wake, when I wake up and go, right, this is who I am. I mean, it's still a journey. No doubt. You know, every 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 day, every decision, every conversation, every creative thing that I that I ever do, I go, uh, you know, because creativity comes from many different places. I have no idea where it comes from. I have a vision of it. I look at it as a as a river. You know, and yeah, sometimes yeah. you can get your toes in there, and you sort of it, it. You know, sometimes you can stand right up to your waist. Yeah. And, you know, and you're you're deep into it. You know, and it's stuff is flowing. Yeah. But it's not always the case. And I mean, but. You know, contentment, peace, all that fun stuff. It's it's there for everybody. I mean, but we've been we've been sold uh, from society a thing that we well you, you know you've got to if you've got to be secure you know you've got to you've got to have this amount saved and you have you know you have to have all your social ducks in a row yes in order to be successful <clears throat> and I just you know I mean it's you know we're talking. It's 2020 right now. Uh I just am looking forward to a world where people are okay to look you in the eye and tell you the the truth, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's it kills me, you know, where we find ourselves right now. You know, given the given the the environment we find, <laughs> you know, political uh, social uh you know, it's it's people are 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 pretending on social media. They're pretending, uh, you know, in their day-to-day lives. I mean, we have quote-unquote elected leaders that are are feeding us full of crap, Mm -hmm. and there's no truth right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's obviously still there, but it's well hidden. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so so refreshing to actually have conversations with people that you go, oh, okay, shit, that person has some humanity, some empathy. Yes, wow, that's beautiful. Thank God you know, because it's just, it's really fleeting right now. I, I, you know, I mean, I know we're getting deep right now, but it's, it's so whenever that creative, whenever I I find myself, you know, in a very creative place, I'm so grateful because, you know, life can definitely get in the way of that, you know? Oh, no doubt. Uh, I think too,
0: people might rely more on those that create, now more than ever in a way because i think it is one of the last semblances of truth it is one of the last to see a film that rocks you to your core and as is, as is, is human as it can be in terms of its performances yeah. and storyline mm-hmm. to hear someone sing a song and the lyrics touch you to go to a comedy show when someone's talking about true events that make you laugh i'm like that's why people still go to movies and they still buy music and they still go to live shows because that is one of the last semblances of truth and humanity left, I think, for a lot of people. Where they go, this is just between people. There's no filter. There's no real spin. There's no agenda mm-hmm. in terms of political agenda or some economic thing. It's like, oh, you're just giving us a human experience. Like People need that now more than ever. I, that's how I feel as a performer anyway.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I've listening, been listening to this record for a year. It's my favorite record of all time, which is something to say. It's um, Dying Star by this, this young fellow out of Nashville, he uh, lives out of Nashville, uh, Rustin Kelly. Mm-hmm. And it is as, as raw and real a record that you ever hear. And every time I put it on, I hear something new. Right. And, and when I put it on, that it, it soon as, as soon as it, it starts with the, the drummer counting in, and as soon as I, hit, I hear that first snare drum, there's a feeling. My, my, I have a visceral response to the record. Yeah, because it's real. It's true. It's not pretend. It's not. This is how we, it should be, based on, uh, you know what what the market wants us to sound like. It's yeah, like, yeah. This is art. And I do believe now more than ever that creative. Uh, we say creative people. I think everybody's creative. Yep. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, but. You know, people in the arts have a responsibility to leave a body of work that you somehow find your way to your truth. And if we can just peel back the layers of, that we hide behind sometimes and just, just be vulnerable. Because I tell you what, it'll, it'll help someone out. It could help a load of people. If you help one person... With a story you tell, with a joke you tell, with a song I sing, one person. What great job, well done. Yep, you know, but it has to be. I think the art has to come from and for the artist first and foremost. Yes, and that that could sound tricky and selfish, but w- without that, there's very little truth. I totally
0: agree. The weird thing about that is I've seen the same thing in, in any kind of artistic endeavor is that the deeper you go inside, the more universal it becomes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You talk about heartbreak. You talk about, and I've seen it in songs and music and film, whatever, it doesn't matter the medium. People go, damn it, that's, that's my experience. Or that was my old man. Yeah. You know? And they it, it hits them at a different level, as opposed to these surface things that, yeah. you know, you can talk about or sing about or whatever. And, and I'm not you know, shitting on anyone's work. It's just that the deeper in you go, and I found that myself, and the greats that I admired, like, you know, someone like Eddie, or, or Eddie Murphy to a certain extent, but Richard Pryor more so for me, where it was like, I'm going to tell you the darkest, deepest stuff of my life. The genius is being able to do that and make it funny at the same time. Yeah. And people going, my God, he's exposing his rib cage. Like he's ripping yes. it out Open and it we're up. crying, laughing. <laughs> I'm like, that's the genius. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I think about that all the time of, of that element of, of just truth in things where it's. That's what people need. in these eras of Instagram and likes and follows and stuff going viral and all of that that people chase. Mm. At the end of the day, I think everybody just wants that. Can someone just be real? Can someone just go Please tell me the real truth, for God's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think people value that more than ever. The other thing I was going to say, which is really concerning to me, because <laughs> I worked with kids for a lot of years before I got into the stand-up world, okay. is this pressure on kids at 16 and
1: 17 to know what they want to do with their life. Dude. You know, yeah. My boy's fifteen, and uh, all I tell him every day, or whenever I can get a chance to sit down with him, is like, you know, please just be truthful with yourself. Explore. If you don't know what's happening right now, if you don't know what you want to do, it's okay. Yeah. You know. you're gonna be okay here, you know? I don't want you living with me when you're 40, but if you're living with me (laughs) when you're 40, it's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) It's all good, you know, just, but um, just not putting up or settling because you're supposed to, because you need to, you know, I mean, I think as parents, we need to support our children to become their own beautiful beings. And at the end of the day, it's their life anyways. Yes. You know, we, as parents, we think, well, you know, we'll guide them and we'll hover over them, protect them. When I was a kid, you know, even when, I mean, I was always a questioner and thinker and going, right. hey, hey, I, don't know. And I was, And I was fed a lot of stuff that I was n- not supposed to question, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I questioned it anyways. Yeah. And I, I just remembered as a child going, this is my experience. I need to be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I do believe that we're guilty as a society or as parents. I'm not certain where, you know, I can't put a pinpoint uh, when it started happening. But sheltering our children to the point where they, there is no such thing as failure because everything is taken care of for them. Yeah. You know, and and it's tricky. I get it, man. I'm not here preaching like I, I'm the greatest parent in the world. I'm making it up as I go. That
0: parenting book is that coming out soon? Yeah, it it's, come out? yeah it's yeah
1: 2039. Uh, <clears throat> but you know, I tell and I tell my kids, dude, we're just you know, your mom and I, we're making this up as we go, man. We're just here, you know, yeah. literally. Yeah. But to for parents to remember that their children have lives. It's the, they have a life. It's their it's their lives. We're here to hang out and 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 protect them until they yeah. jump from the nest. That's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, they fly. But, but it's uh, you know it's it's their own experience and and
0: you know. I, I think it's important too because I was so lost at that age. Like I look back on my own life, I was Forget following a crowd of people. Yep. Everyone's going to to memorial. Well, I guess if you oh, got the know. marks, that's where you go, yeah. or you go to the military, or you go to trade school. Like yep. that was. That was the only other options, or maybe you got a job at a the mill or a grocery store or something like yep. that, that. Was very this was pre-internet, yep. so it's kind of like you know your guidance counselor's got a bunch of brochures yep. and uh, Trent, based on your marks here, uh, I don't know if uh, med schools in the cards, but uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> there's some harsh truths being laid yeah. down. And uh, you know, I was a lost kid. I was like, all my buddies are going to university, and I was that guy. Like, well, I'm gonna go where my buddies are going. You know, to think now that I was supposed to have All the boxes checked, and I was supposed to know what I wanted to do with my life at 16, 17, 18, 19. I mean, it's insane. And you start looking over the fence at all these other people that you've told yourself that they do have all their shit figured out. That guy knows he wants to be an engineer. That guy's going to go to the military, and you feel like you're kind of on the outside looking in, Mm. and it's very isolating. It puts you on an island by yourself. And I didn't discover stand-up till I was thirty. I didn't go on stage for the first time in trying to to be a stand-up comedian until I was thirty mm. so it took me all these years of other jobs and bouncing yep. around to go i'm didn't, uh, there's no still not it no still not it and then you walk on stage and you're like that's, that's the it. thing, but yep. it took me that long so when I see these kids out there going feeling this pressure and mom wants me to be this and yeah. dad, you we know, do we've, we come from a family of lawyers and I'm, sp- or I got to take over the family business. It's right. like, no, you don't, no, nope. you don't have to do any of that shit. Like, what do you want to yeah, do? This is your life. Yeah. Experience it. But it's hard for people to give themselves permission to block out all that other expectation and noise and get quiet and just go, you know what I want to do? I want to travel around Europe for a year, two yeah. years. And I'm, I don't have any answers yet. All I know is that's what I want to do. And it's like, all the best good luck to you you know but
1: we're not taught to be still long enough i mean I, i'm not talking about moving around no no i don't you mean know. My, <laughs> quiet this yep quiet this brain it's difficult too for for creative people sometimes but well you know I to anybody in general i went to a, a counselor therapist
0: once yep and he told me something that changed my life uh it was a bunch of years ago he said uh he said, "You know, due to stuff that went on in your life and stuff that was unexplained, you you learn to fill in the blanks with stories that would enable you to connect the dots from A to B." Mm. He goes, "Not only that, you made a career out of it. You've taken this now as a creative, and now it feeds your. It's where creativity comes from: our ability to imagine, our ability to fill in blanks, and to get us from point A to point B, mm. which is amazing. And continue to do that in your creative life." don't let that same mindset fall into your personal life. Do you know what I'm saying? Where wow. you start filling in blanks yeah, yeah, yeah. and creating stories and whatever, and I go, holy that's
1: shit. Assumptions, wow.
0: Dude, it was one of those things where like just like, like, like cold water in the face, <laughs> and I started plugging in different aspects of my life going, oh, yeah, I've done that, and yeah, I did. that's not actually true. I actually kind of filled in the blanks on that, you know, where yeah. I gave a certain meaning to a certain action or a certain thing that someone said, I would say oh that means this and it's like I don't know that to be true but in my creative life that allows me to be creative I take that on stage I can do whatever and I thought I said man that that is a game-changer like it really opened up a lot of doors in terms of how I look at myself and my own you know makeup of how I look at and approach the world
1: that's freaking deep dude
0: dude <laughs> was he was like this older English guy and I was like I wanted to bow. I was yeah. like, do you have a, a wizard hat or something? I don't hey, know what that is. Hey, <laughs> How you
1: doing, man?
0: <laughs> so it was it was crazy because I thought that's what creatives do. We like to fill in gaps. We like to create. We like to generate, and you don't want to squash that. That's the kid in you that wants to do that stuff, and uh, I wanted to feed it. All right, so you in bands. You're 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 playing with your brothers. You're bouncing around doing your thing. Yep. When do you decide I am now? going to be in a band and we're going to do some touring and we're going to make you started making songs at a pretty early age obviously you're around
1: 15 well, or 16 well i wrote my first song when i was eight nice <laughs> did you ever record it no god i wish i did yeah you can i do that off some night. yeah i don't think so uh yeah i like
0: juice boxes yes yeah. They still good.
1: they still sing that song if I'm not mistaken in in churches in Central Newfoundland. Really? Yeah, the song you wrote. Yeah, yeah, Maranatha. It's like just a little chorus. I don't even know if I can remember. it. That's but, amazing. But my brother said, "Yeah, you know what? I still hear that every now that's and then because he still goes around churches nice. and stuff and sings." And that's and, and awesome. And say, yeah, it's neat. But uh, yeah, I really didn't. I, I started getting into messing around with some songs. You know, 16, 17. But when I got my first real instrument at 18 i sat down and uh you know like i said practiced scales till my fingers bled but also started messing around with some songs and demoing st- you know some songs and because it's not like it is now the technology was not where it is now um so trying to demo stuff was uh, was rough my first few demos was on a little little four track little task four track um, and then I got to go to, um, to some dude's place in, in Norris Arm. Right. And he had an eight track reel to reel. Oh, was, yeah. I now had to yes, yeah. yeah. It sounded like crap, I think, <laughs> afterwards. But, uh, you know, at least the ideas were down. And, and that was the beginning of my curiosity and passion for the recording arts. That's when I'm like, because I'm a producer as well, and I love to mix records for people. That is my favorite thing in the world to do. Really? I literally, I have a little studio in my basement. I go down, I get a pile of tracks from someone, a Pro tool session, and I go down in my pajamas with my own coffee, and I fire it up through my system and my speakers, and I, 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 you know, I tweak tracks until it comes back and it's pleasing to me. And it is my favorite thing in the world to do. People m- may think singing and playing guitar is my favorite thing in the world. But by a long shot, mixing records. Yeah, the creative the creative in the studio it's so inspiring we're, we were talking about my vision of the creative flow as a river you know that's yep. just my it's the way i look at it you know sometimes it just flows over you i mean and if you will allow it well, that's the tricky part obviously and just getting out the way yourself yeah, <laughs> getting out of the way that you know for me i picture it as Uh, information from somewhere. I mean, I call it the universe. You can call it whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but that's just what I call it now. And I want to get to a place where I can just, just be a, a, a vessel for it to flow through and fire back out into the world. That, that is, that to me is success. The ability to just be open to the information that is always out there. Yep. It's just bopping about. Yep. And people think, well, you need to be a songwriter, you need to be a stand-up comedian, you need to be an actor. You don't need to be anything. You just need to be open. If you're, if you, if you're an accountant, if you're, if you, if you're a teller, if you, there's creativity in everything we do, uh, I, I think, I think the 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 greatest myth that I would love to bust is there's only a specific few people in the world that are creative. Yes. We are all creative. I agree. Everyone. I have business friends that are the most creative beings that I have ever met and uh, their mind works completely different than mine mm-hmm. but they're so creative. And I just, you know, that's it's yeah it's a it's a myth that I I mean people just need to oftentimes uh, I get people saying I just don't know what I'm what I'm good at. You know what you're good at being a human. Yeah. That is the that is it. You know, if we can just stop for a second realize that we're we're all in this together man yeah, yeah. there's no us and them or the, i mean that's the thing that oh, drives me mad at the moment it's prominent yeah is is the the, the 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 tribal stuff that we have been drawn into as of late it's all myth it's made up crap we are all in this together humanity that's it and if there's one thing that i can possibly ever leave my children uh, as a parent is is th- please don't lose faith in the underlying humanity of it all.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why traveling is so amazing. Mm. You know what I mean? To be able to go to a different culture and and see how they do things. And it's completely different to how you would do it. But you see that there... A happy people that they are they don't even have anywhere near the trappings that you have but it doesn't affect them in any way shape or form there's 12 of them in the back of a pickup truck going down the highway and it's a old lady in the middle of it holding a baby and it's like everyone's got a smile on their face but and i like, time <laughs> what they're going to a house it's got three walls and it's like they don't care it's it's no. you know what i mean it's just when you leave your own world you you see someone else's experience you look at your own world different than when you come back Perspective. The there is, you know. yeah it's amazing and the thing about creativity to touch back on, mm-hmm. there's been studies that show that people who call themselves, "Well, I'm I'm not creative," or mm-hmm. "I'm you know I I don't have a creative bone in my body," that when you talk to those people, there was a moment early in their childhood where someone told them that, right. that negative voice about right. it inside yeah. their head is not their voice. So it was an art teacher, it was a parent who was critical of something that. Look, my drew this picture, whatever. And They're like, "Well, you're never going to be an artist. We're not to worry about that." And maybe it's just a passing comment, right? But that resonated and they have now told themselves that i am not that person anymore and not that as you said to me art creativity is such a it's everywhere it's a broad thing it's not you need to make a living as an artist to to be considered creative Mm -hmm. but someone has told them that early in their life and so they've told themselves now like yeah that's that creativity is not for me i'm not creative. that's both eye-opening and sad to me (laughs) oh it's horrible (laughs) yeah it's sad it's terrible um and I think of it as, you're right, creativity is such a broad, it's broad strokes. It's it's around you everywhere. You look at a building, you look at the curtains on this wall right now, the shape of a guitar, The someone had to make a choice in these things and create it and make it from nothing. And yeah. there was nothing before that, and now there is this thing. Yeah. Anytime someone
1: does that, that's creativity, that's art. Yeah. It's making a case in a courtroom. It's here, here. I am making something. Exactly. Right? Creating. Yes you know i mean i can mix a record or i can produce music or i can play guitar i can sing i can write songs but think of how long it would take me to build that building over there that we're I would not have a clue i just uh, you know so i have a specific creativity vein shall we say but the, it's everywhere it's uh, you know do you think to go back to the studio mm-hmm. is that a different part of
0: your brain than when you're singing and playing yourself are you in a bit of a different mindset or space mentally when you have okay I have all these tracks I have all this stuff that's coming it's all at my fingertips it's not my own and now I have to create something from it is that a different space in your brain
1: for you do you think or does it all come from the same world all comes from the same place for me creativity comes from from the same place now that doesn't mean that you can't get in your own head and get get in the way yes but uh no if i'm understanding the question creativity um i tend to look at it somewhat like 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 water but it, it it is an energy um and I find myself the most creative when I'm not rightfully thinking much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when, when my brain doesn't mean you, you, you don't have to think or prepare or to, to do the things you need to do to be, uh, you know, open enough or, or prepared enough when the creativity hits you, uh, i.e. songwriting, mixing, singing, writing jokes, uh, you know, directing a film. If you don't have your chops up, you know, and that's a, that's a different thing. I mean, that just comes with practice and, and, and doing it like we were talking about earlier. But, but to for me, creativity is, uh, it doesn't rightfully matter what I'm doing. Uh, it all comes from the same spot. There you go.
0: Part one with Corey Tedford, such a good dude, An amazing conversation. Uh, part two coming up next week. And uh, as I said, I think uh, yeah, it's one of the best examples of, of why I started this podcast and what I was looking to do with it. So uh, I thank Corey for his time for that. Anyway, I hope you have a fantastic week. Don't forget to get your tickets to the Hunt for Happy Tour. Got a bunch of shows and uh i would love to see your face and hear your laughter on this tour gonna be a fun one thanks to everybody who's already got your tickets as i said before thank you so much for listening to the generators podcast i really appreciate all the feedback on it and those of you who are listening uh to every episode um like i said i just want to put something out there in the world and uh let people hear genuine conversations that was the only goal of it and whatever happened with it happened with it so um it's great to know that people are listening and that uh It's uh, resonating with some people, so I appreciate that. Have a fantastic week. Make it a good one. Be good to yourself, and uh, we'll see you next week on the GP.